Welcome to the first show of 2023. I'm Terry Page. Let's kick the year off right with making sure your money is flowing in the right direction. For example, is inflation taking a bite out of your wallet? More to the point, high interest rates, the cost of goods and services, the price of gas. Have you noticed lately the cost of a carton of eggs? According to Credit Karma, nearly 70% of American adults said their finances either didn't improve or stayed the same in 2022. Of course, here at Breaking Bread, we want your finances to improve. We're going to chat with Lucy Taylor of Kaiser Financial, who has some tips for your stressed out wallet. Lucy, welcome to Breaking Bread. Thank you, Terry. Thank you for having me again. Very happy to have you. I know often it can be challenging for consumers to control finances when the demand for outgoing cash increases. What immediate advice do you have for consumers to reduce their debt in 2023? Well, Terry, that's a great question. The immediate advice I always have for other people, and this is what I have used for myself, because remember, I am coming from a wealth of experience and also just living life because I am a consumer. Don't forget that. So the first thing we got to do is increase the income. We got to increase the income because so many people are tied to nine to fives who are not increasing the pay. Okay. But everything else is going up and that's a recipe for disaster because you got more going out than you got coming in. So it's no longer acceptable to live off of the 40-hour work week. You have to be creative. You have to figure out ways that you can bring more money in and, in addition, save more money, invest more money. Don't bring that money in and just spend it frivolously because now you're doing what I like to call you're hustling backwards. Here's what I get from that. Number one, it sounds like you cannot get your boss to increase the Income willingly. Unfortunately not, <laughs> Right. Okay. I, I got that. Okay. And the second part is if you get that extra money through that hustle, don't go spending it on crazy objects or whatever the case may be, you want to invest that wisely. Yes. Crazy objects or just those habits that we have because life is hard. Let's be very honest. Life is very hard with all that we have. So I see many people doing what I call or what is called self-medicating. You are spending money, whether it's, you know, alcoholic beverages or whatever you do, but it's not yielding you any return. So that's a lot of the time where people's money is going. They're like, oh, I got this side hustle. I got this side gig. I got this extra part-time job. But that is meant to help you get ahead, not put you behind. Okay. Well, you mentioned as as far as, you know, spending that money, uh, I cited the credit commerce survey in the open. The same study points out 40% of respondents admitted to not saving money last year. So basically, loosely, they are, they're, they fell into old habits, like not sticking to a budget or overpaying for rent. Now, admittedly, I, I was a bit confused by that because one of the, um, one of the things you need to do is have a place to live. Yeah. So, I mean, I just <laughs> <laughs> got to have that roof over your head. So just like you can't really, well, I should say you can negotiate with, with your boss, but uh, it, it's a little bit more difficult to convince the landlord that he needs to lower your rent. Especially when he has the market. Right. You know, if I if I control the market or I have uh, the supply and the demand, you can't convince me to, to lower my standard, quote unquote, for you. Yeah, and plus they'll tell you too, um, you know, the property value, they have to pay for that and they have to pay the bank back depending on yes. the situation that they're in. So They have a mortgage, they have uh, property taxes. Right, just like everybody else. So really, if you're if you're looking at that, that's probably what they would tell you in many of those cases. So yep. 
And the survey also said that people were losing money in the stock market or losing money in cryptocurrency investment. So take your pick. But here's a big one for me. Not contributing to their retirement savings. Mm -hmm. Lucy, I remember the last time you were on the show, you outlined the importance of planning for the future. Perhaps you could revisit that sentiment for the 40% of the people who participated in that survey. Yes. I mean, I talk to so many people, I mean, literally every day, who have not contributed. Now, these people are older. These people are now uh, in their 60s and 70s, and they did not contribute to that retirement because they thought SSI or Social Security was going to do it. Well, guess what, guys? Social Security is not a security. If you're getting, you know, $1,200 a month, that's not Social Security. So we have to be responsible for taking care of ourselves. We can no longer put you know, our livelihood in someone else's hands. And so I say all that to say this, please contribute to your 401k. If you, you know, started a job, I don't care how old you are, how far behind you are or whatnot, contribute to that 401k. Okay, yeah, it's taxable and all that stuff, but at least you have something that you are contributing to that you can tap into should you need it. I don't want you to, but it's still a good tool to have. Secondly, you cannot just depend on that 401k. That's not enough anymore. We're not living in the times of our parents or our grandparents. We're living in a totally different day and age. So you need to have a backup plan. Now, a lot of people, I say, look at other investment strategies. And I know it sounds complicated, but you have to find someone you know and trust to help you navigate, okay, what can I do with this extra $100 every two weeks? you know, or, or whatever it is. Looking to uh, me and Terry, our favorite, Terry and I, our favorite thing is the Index Universal Life. Now that's a life insurance policy that has living benefits. And I have one personally. Terry, you got one? Oh, of course. Okay. So we're not just telling you things that we're not participating in. So in a nutshell, I'm telling you, contribute to the 401k. Yes, look forward to the Social Security, but Social Security ain't enough. You have to learn to invest in something else. Yeah, that's very true. You know, with the universal life policy, as you mentioned, Lucy, that does help for your retirement. If you, the younger you start out, the better. Let's say that you have, you know, you just given birth to a child um, and you want to get going on that, um, that's, that type of an account. Chances are when that child is uh, in rich retirement age, they are now in the millionaire category. And that's wow. what you want. You want that, you want that money. You mentioned earlier about the the, uh, the Social Security. Now, the whole discussion is happening right now with the new Congress. They're saying, look, we need to get the debt under control because by 2035, that money is not going to be there anyway. Wow. So you talked about the low amount of income you're getting right now from recipients. They're saying you're not going to have anything if we don't make a change. So that goes back to your point of relying on other people to secure your financial security. Yeah. And and a lot of times, you know, we live in a wonderful country, um, depending upon who you're talking to, but we live in a wonderful country who supposedly set aside all this and all that for us. But to Terry's point, what happens when the time comes, 2035, there's nothing there? Do you, and this is no slight on anyone, but do you want to be that Walmart greeter at 70 years old? Do you want to be that, you know, 65-year-old person working at, you know, your local hardware store? No, these are your golden years. You want to enjoy life. So 
This goes back to the mindset because whenever I'm dealing with a client, I'm always dealing with the mindset. And the mindset of poverty is, well, somebody, somebody else will do it. You know, it's, a, it's also a victim mentality. You know, we have to shift from a victim mentality and from a mindset of that someone else is going to take care of it. We can't blame shift because when you're waiting on money, that's the longest wait ever. Trust me, I know. Versus when you can just swipe that card and go get what you need. Because we're getting older. I mean, I'm not getting any younger. I'll be 42 next month. So I want to know if I need something, medications or food. I don't have to call my children. I don't have to, you know, rob Peter to pay Paul. I want to know that I got it. So please make sure you shift that mindset from a victim mentality, from a handout mentality to know it's up to me. The ongoing discussion with the retirees is having to choose between food or medication. And that's certainly not a situation you want to be in. I would imagine reducing your debt is a key to all of that, but uh, that's easier said than done. After all, credit cards can can help you reach your goal faster. But, of course, the flip side is that the interest rates you pay when you carry a balance. Could you speak to that? Yeah. I like to tell people, clients, and a, and a lot of people, a lot of you out there, you have the money. You're just spending it wrongly. You know, the one thing I will say that I see that is happening to a lot of people that's killing their budget, that's taking money from them, eating out. Eating out every day. Going to start, going to wherever your favorite coffee place is, I should say. (laughs) 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 Nothing wrong with that. But what I do, I treat myself as a, a wonderful coffee place I love to visit. And I treat myself once a month because I'm not paying eight bucks for a coffee every day. They would like that. Well... I guess if you were to take that same eight dollars and invest it somewhere, you'd have more return. Uh, you know exactly, Terry. Now I'm bad at mental math, but you do eight dollars a day times thirty. Heck, eight dollars a day times twenty. That was your investment money. Two hundred forty dollars. Oh, you, Terry, you are so smart. I try. <laughs> <laughs> Two hundred and forty dollars. So you just drank up your retirement money. Okay, now that's on the smaller scale. Let's talk about those of us who eat out every day that, you know, I don't want to get into that conversation. So the point I'm trying to make with the credit card debt, a lot of us are charging things that don't need to be charged. We need to live below our means and fix our mindset to say, what is a want? What is a need? Well, yeah, I mean, and that that's a very good point. And a lot of times people don't think about what they're spending. Do you have any suggestions on how to get people in that mindset so people realize, well, hey, I spent a lot of money at my favorite coffee spot this week. It could have been going somewhere else. How, how do you get people to kind of be mindful of that? Well, this is what I always do because I come from, you know, a place of, of poverty just growing up. So growing up, in poverty, I've learned the mindset is different. And so when I would go to school back in those days, they would bust us out to the wealthier side of town. And the, the thing that was different was the mindset. The mindset is totally different. So the first thing I've learned growing up in poverty, there's, there's very little accountability. Everybody just wants to do what they want to do with their money and, oh, I'll think about it later. Well, later eventually comes, whether it be tomorrow or a month from now. So the first thing I always tell my clients, get into or people get into the mindset of what is it that you want, whether it's a nicer car or, you know, you want your love life to improve, whatever it is, what do you want and what is going to have to change? Because if you have not reached that goal yet, there's something that needs to be fixed. Okay. 
there's something that may be off. So, you know, many people I know that have been working at their job for 10 years, they don't have anything to show for. They haven't bought a property. They're still, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So you got to fix your mindset. You got to really want it. Why do we think, why do you think the top 1%, you know, controls the wealth or has the wealth? Because they were willing to do what the other 99% weren't willing to do. Go to bed on time, get up early, fix your lunch. Okay. Say no to yourself sometimes. Sometimes you have to sacrifice. A lot of times you have to sacrifice in success. Wouldn't you say, Terry? Oh, I definitely say that. You know, it, it's, it's crazy because there is a mindset when it comes to wealth. I call it wealth mentality. And you mentioned going to bed, getting up early. If you read about millionaires and billionaires, one trait many of them have in common is they get up early and they get things done before most of us are out of bed. That makes a difference. They concentrate on things that other people don't think about. For example, Steve Jobs, he got sick and tired of, of trying to figure out what he was going to wear every day. So that's why you mm-hmm. saw him in black, black turtleneck and, I read and blue jeans. Yeah, because he had other opportunities to think about during the day than what he was going to wear that day. Right. Absolutely. I get up. I, well, I'm not going to tell that lie, but I set my alarm every day for 5 a.m. Now, some days I make it, but I'm always out of bed before nine because having a business and then doing the other things that I do, um, you know, during the other time, if I get up at five, I get a four hour head start on the day before my phone gets to ring. There you go. And then I get my mind right because we are all bombarded with distractions. We are all bombarded with, you know, the little voices in our head. So that gives me time to to meditate, to pray, to get my mind right, to get clarity. Because there are some things that I'm going to do this year that it's like, okay, get clarity. Don't get the distractions. Don't cut on that news. And y'all need to cut that news off too. (laughs) Why would you start your day with who got murdered and who got shot? Why would you do that? Well, they they have other opportunities on the news, such as financial market news. If you say so. (laughs) You got to watch the right news. You got to watch the right news. See what there the market's go. doing, where we're at with the futures and the Dow. You can take a look at that as well. Yes. Yes, you can. But I hear what you're saying. When I get up, I, I get up early. Typically, I don't have to set my alarm. I'm automatically getting up when it's really, dark Terry? outside. Really, yeah, yeah. I don't believe you. I'm already up. I don't know. believe you. You automatically get up. I automatically get up. I, okay. I certainly do. And, and that's when my mind is the most productive. Mm-hmm. And as you know, I write books and I write mm-hmm. different uh, blogs, what have you, and most of the time that's what it happens. I, I'm, I'm getting up and I'm writing what's on my mind. Or people who follow us on Instagram and and, and Facebook, that's when you see those posts come out early in the morning mm-hmm. because that's when my mind's going, ah, great. Mid-afternoon, like between 2 and 4, it's over. It's over. <laughs> not it's over. You've dealt focused. with people. You've been on the phone. You know, our, some of our friends are calling us with their craziness and drama. We love our friends. But then, you know, you take that and it's like, look, I'm ch- I'm tapped out. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mean, really. Right, like you said, that's when it starts, 9 o'clock, your phone starts going. Here comes the text. Here comes yes. the email. Get all that taken care of before 9 o'clock rolls around. Yes. Whatever time it makes life it so be. much easier. Yes, for sure. Now, a recent uh, Go Banking Rate survey says a good portion of credit card holders believe it will take more than two years to pay off their mm. debt. So the same survey shows 30% of Americans have between one and $5,000 in credit card debt. So getting back to what you were saying about where is that money going as far as your coffee or what have you, maybe you can use that money to 
pay down that debt, get ahead. Absolutely. And I'm going to give you guys a very simple tactic on what I use to pay down, help clients pay down credit card debt. I take the amount of the debt. Okay. Credit card has, let's say a thousand dollars on it. I take a thousand dollars. Let's say your goal is a year. I take that thousand dollars divided by 12. That lets me know how much money a month I need to be putting towards that credit card to pay the debt down. Okay. Let's break it down further. So 12 months, right? Most people get paid bi-weekly. That's 26 paychecks in a year. So out of 12 months, you're getting paid twice a month. You take that $1,000, divide it by 12, and then you say, okay, every two weeks, I'm going to pay $150 on this card. I'm not going to eat out. I'm going to bring my lunch. I'm going to treat myself maybe once a week to a meal out. Because really, guys, I like I take myself on solo dates, right, because I'm single, my solo dates can be anywhere from 50 to 60 bucks. That's expensive, right? So I have no business, in my opinion, spending 60 bucks, you know, twice a week. That's $120 I just spent. I was going to ask you about that. So you're not saying that don't eat out. You're just no, saying in moderation. In moderation, because I don't want to kill your joy. I want you to enjoy life, enjoy life. But too many of us are just saying, for lack of better words, F it, F it. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Oh, that we're always going to have bills. Oh, you know, and then we use that as our excuse. And then before you know it, you've built up all this debt from just saying, forget it because you want to turn a blind eye. And we just can no longer afford to turn a blind eye when a carton of eggs is what? $8. Oh my goodness. Well, people, what I've noticed is when debt starts, it seems manageable but it starts to get out of control. Well, in, in, in part, too, because of the interest rates. But I've come on the show and I've said that the feds are constantly raising your interest rates. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to get ahead. So you got your interest rates going up. Um, you actually got some recent layoffs. So you, you're yes, relying on the paycheck. You got the tech companies, Microsoft, last week. Then you've got uh, Alphabet, the parent company of Google, laying off people. Those people are expecting to have a job. Now they don't. You're looking at an entirely different financial situation if you're relying on that paycheck to make it through the next day. Absolutely. And Terry, I'm so glad you said that because in my um, day-to-day calls, when I'm on the phone, so many people are being laid off. And not only the tech people, but it's that average Joe that I'm talking to that works for the plant up in Tennessee, that works for the chicken meal down in Alabama or South Carolina or what have, it, have you. But these people are getting laid off. And, and then it's causing a domino effect because econ- an economy is just us working together. Because if I don't have any money, I can't go to you to get my hair done. Now the stylist or the beautician has to, you know, do something else because she's not getting her clients. So it's all a trickle down effect. And I say all that to say this. We have to live like that check could stop tomorrow. That's how, I mean, and I had to go through a rough season. I'm still going through it now, but I went through a rough season that taught me you cannot live off the fat all the time. You cannot think it's just going to be, you know, money falling all the time. Well, analysts were saying exactly that. Um, And and also these companies are trying to get ahead of what's coming. Mm -hmm. So instead of waiting until it gets crazy, they're laying off people now trying to get get ahead of it. Now, that doesn't help. The worker who's laid off, but it may help the economy of that particular company organization if they were do it at this point. But to your point, in the meantime, 
you relied on that that check. When I first went into uh, broadcasting, one of the opportunities they would say to us is this. They says, hey, save 10% of your mm. check, especially people going into radio, because at some point you will get fired. And wow. you will need, yeah, that's that's how they roll in radio. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to need that 10%. They know it, and, and I, I quote, they said, we know it's hard because you're not making a whole lot of money to begin with, let alone trying to save that 10%. But when that year rolls around or the 18 months rolls around or whatever, because who knows, man, radio stations, they'll change formats yeah. and you're out of a job. Uh, I remember in an incident <laughs> where we had this, uh, this rock station in Detroit and midnight rolled around, and the guy who, who was doing the late shift, this guy walks in with his cowboy hat. He's like, who are you? You're not the guy who relieves me. He says, yes, because at midnight, this station is going country. Wow. So No notice. No, no, they don't give you notice. They don't tell you anything. And so that's why, and then you wake up the next morning as a listener, and you're like, hey, wait a minute. That's not Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. What is, what's, what's on the radio? So, But that, that's how they roll, and, that, and that's what they're telling you. So if you really... And I bet you talk to anyone who's in radio, they will tell you, yeah, it's true. Have that money or you're going to starve. <laughs> yeah. So to your point, yeah. That's why I don't do radio anymore. <laughs> Didn't, was not about that life. Yeah. Good decision. Any, any, any longer. So here's what the Federal uh, Bank of St. Louis tells us. Americans spend close to 10% of their disposable income on debt repayment. So according to your federal financial, I'm sorry, according to your fellow financial experts, eight out of 10 Americans have some form of consumer debt. How do you get ahead if you're moving backwards? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question, Terry. And again, I'm telling this from personal experience and just from my own life and working with other people. The way to get ahead, you have to increase the income. That's one of the ways, because if you're not bringing in more than what you're spending, and especially in this day and age, you're going to always be behind and on that hamster wheel. So you got to find a way. We have to find a way to bring in more money. Okay. What do you do? Well, one thing I always say is everybody has a gift or a talent. There are so many people that have gifts and talents. They've been sleeping on them because the nine to five pays so well. They got that overtime. They got these bonuses. And you've gotten so comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorite quotes is Necess- necessity is the mother of invention. When your back is against the wall and you've got to do something. That's when it gets done. And we can look at all the greats in history that came up with this winning idea, you know, and it came out of because they got tired of living the way they were. And they said, OK, I got to do something else. This ain't cutting it. Right. So when you get you have to look inside and say, OK, what can I do? Well, I've been thinking about starting that catering business. Well, I've been thinking about, you know, going back to doing DJing or whatever your craft is. Everybody has some gift. And for those of us who are still trying to figure it out, pick up some Uber pick up some DoorDash, whatever makes economical sense. And at the same time, I tell people the second thing, before you take on that second income or that side gig or that business, look at your budget. Take a hard look at your bills. Write down everything you have to pay. Add that up and see how much money you need to be really bringing in. Because so many people I find are not looking at their budgets. They just pay their bills every two weeks or every month or whatever, 
and they're not really looking at it. Yeah, that's what I was asking about earlier about because you were saying that the money's going out and people aren't really realizing that money's going out unless you actually look at it. So you're saying get a budget. That's how you're going to look at. It. That's, that's going to help you streamline what you need to do economically. Yes, because it's not fun. It's like that bad report card that we don't want to open up. You know, <laughs> the grade is still there. Yeah, the grade is still there. It's still an F. But you are in control. We have to learn that, and this is what successful people know, you are in control. No outside forces, you know, are, are, are coming against you. Yeah, life happens. Life is happening to me right now. But those of us that don't give up, that keep going, that know this is just a season. So, again, stop looking on the outside for somebody to save you. Everybody's got a story. You got to take control of that. Well, here at Breaking Bread, the F is for financial future, and the A is to always be in control of your finances. With us today is Lucy Taylor of Kaiser Financial. Now, Lucy, we spoke of debt uh, earlier, and you mentioned the importance of being responsible for your finances. So what is the best way to prepare for retirement when debt is staring you in the face? Ah, Terry, that question, I love it, but I hate it at the same time (laughs) because people don't want to hear the truth. They just want to talk about Social Security. And I, I, as we know, we can't talk about that because 2035, it may not be here. May not. So what I always tell people, we have to go back to the drawing board. We have to start back. If we want to look at our retirement and say, okay, how much is it going to cost me to comfort, comfortably live? You have to go back, number one, do the work and look at your budget. Because we're going to have to cut some fat so we can have some money to put into that additional retirement fund. Whether Now, your 401k should be a given. I'm not even going to go there. You should already be contributing to that. I'm not fussing. I'm not beating you up. But you need to be contributing to that. That's a no-brainer. But you need a secondary source, whether it's a um, IUL or whether you want to look into a Roth IRA. But you get with the professional that's going to really guide you on that. And you tell them, hey, look, man. Look, lady, I only got 250 bucks, you know, a month that I can put in, contribute to that until I'm 65. But you need to go to them with some kind of idea of how much you can contribute. But you can't do that if you don't look at your budget present day. So go back, look at your budget. Let's get a second income. Let's cut that fat and use that extra money to invest in that retirement, in that retirement fund. Okay. Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. So is it smarter to pay off debt or invest? You know what, Terry? I like to tackle both at the same time. I tackle both at the same time because you, you they're they're both equally important. I'm, you know, I got what, 20 years left and maybe I can retire. 20 years, that's to me right now, that's not sounding like a long time. You know what? The years go by quickly. Uh, you know, and, and a lot of times people don't realize it. You mentioned before about maybe getting more income. Mostly people may not realize it until, you know, they're 80, you know, and say, yeah. hey, maybe maybe I should have done that. And that goes back to mentality because a lot of times when you tell people, hey, you probably need to do something different. If you're into that comfortable nine to five job and they're paying well, you don't think that it's not going to be there because you ask them, oh, no, we're going to be there again. Going back to the people with the, in the tech industry yeah. right now, I'm sure that's what they were they were thinking at the time. And there, there's resources. And, you know, if you listen right now, I mean, Lucy, I have resources. I mentioned earlier about the 
you know, if you're you have a small child, they can be a millionaire when they retire. Uh, by the time they retire, hey, visit samepageinsurance.com. You know, we'll we'll tell you how to make that happen. And Lucy, I'm sure you've got some resources for people if they need assistance where they can go. Yeah, yeah. You know, come come talk to me because nothing, you should not be embarrassed because a lot of us weren't given this when we were younger. A lot of us just, you know, we get caught up in the day-to-day grind. So please visit me, um, www.kaiserfinancialsolution. No, excuse me, let me back up. I uh, changed my website. It's a uh, kaiserfinancial.co. You can always give me a call, 704-712-5462. And I always do a free 15-minute consultation because I want to find out what's important to you. You want to find out what people's goals are. What their their goals are, what their pain points are. Okay, that makes sense. And and again, sometimes people don't realize that they're in trouble, maybe headed for trouble. So um, you're saying maybe you should visit you earlier if they can? Yeah, right now. If you know any of this that Tara and I were talking about and it's really resonating with you, you need to talk to me now because honestly, guys, you know what's going on. You know, but we don't want to take a look at it. But we have to, unfortunately. We have to look at that, you know, the truth is not fun. It's better to live in fantasy. Why do you think entertainers make so much more money than teachers? We all want to be entertained. But we, you know, we can't be entertained all the time. We got to take a hard look at the facts. Hey, it's where people are willing to put their money. That too. That too. Lucy Taylor, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Terry. I appreciate it. Breaking Bread is a production of Artists for the People. Follow us on Twitter at BreakingBread101. That's break, the letter N as in November, Bread101. Or catch us on Instagram, Breaking Bread Podcast. Check us out on our Facebook or visit our website at breakingbread.biz. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Breaking Bread 101. Give us a listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music was composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Breaking Bread was created by Terry Page. Success is when opportunity meets preparation. Until next time.